You're listening to the Deepa Kanishk show and I am Kanishk and I am Deepa. Today's episode on True Story is with a guy who's brutally honest and he's a stand-up comic, he's a writer, he's an author of a book called Happiness in Your Skin. He is Amarex. We met Amar at a comedy show and uh, I think we really connected with him. Uh, so we asked him to come on our podcast and he agreed. After some discussion, we finalized the date and time to shoot the podcast. We booked the place. And on the day of the shoot, he reached half an hour or 45 minutes earlier and we were like still on the way. We, were, we wanted to be on time and when we reached, we found him playing pool all by himself. That I found was a very interesting quality and he came across like a really nice guy. So for me, the best part of the entire interview with Amar was that he came across with such a you know, brutal honesty about his life, about his failures, about his success. The first time when he went on stage, the times when he lost his job and the times that he has, he has struggled through his life. I think it's a great quality to talk about your failures, about your vulnerabilities, which not many of us have the guts to do. Amar is a writer at heart and you can tell by the way he puts things in perspective in such a simple and frank manner. So check out True Story, but first do like, share and subscribe to our channel. Leave out your comments on how you found this video and you can also share your comments uh, in the form of a voice note on Instagram. You can find our handles in the description and we'll share your comments in our podcast. Here's presenting True Story with Deepa and Kanishk featuring Comedy Wala Amar. Amar, welcome to the show. Thank you. So Amar, today we are talking about comedy writing and you have seen it all. Like you have been a comic, you have seen the corporate life, now you are an author. Hmm. Um, I believe you have experimented with a number of styles. So if I can say it like a Frank Sinatra line, it basically says that you've been a popper, a pirate, a king, and you've seen it all. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit about your journey. Oh, well, that's, that's almost taking that to, taking thought to the extremes, <laughs> because I, I've been somewhere in the middle of a popper and a king. Uh, so I think that's what, uh, because that's the kind of family I've grown up in, a middle class family, which most of us in India belong to. Um, but I have been a lot of things, that's true. Uh, so I'm an MBA by qualification um, from SPJM and uh, I worked about 10 years, 10, 11 years full time before I uh, went freelance in 2015. Uh, so yes, I've been a corporate employee, I'm an MBA, uh, I am a writer, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, I'm a poet. I started writing in poetry, so I'm a poet. I still can write poetry anytime. So, so yeah, I'm, I've been all of these and uh, it's been a journey of experimentation and discovery. I have figured a lot about myself on the way. I've figured a lot about what makes me happy. I've figured a lot about what doesn't make me happy. I also figured a lot about what makes people happy. Um, that's what I've done all my life. Just to, I've tried to understand happiness because that's the goal of life. Yeah, that's where I am right now. That's what I am trying to figure out how to make myself more happier <laughs> on a daily basis, how to make the world around me more happier. Because that's what that's the purpose of my life. That's what I that's what, that's what I really want to do. So I do comedy because it, it makes people happy. I mean I, I see people laughing in front of me because of me. It's amazing. It just like feels amazing. And then when I when I've been doing comedy for the last few years, 
uh, I realized that I have not at least reached that point where I've been able, I can teach people how to be happier in their everyday lives. And that's where the book comes in. If anybody who reads the book will find a bunch of thoughts and attitudes which they can apply in their everyday life, which can make their daily lives happier. Yeah. You didn't mention the name of the book, so I'll uh, begin with that. So Amar yeah. has uh, written a book which is called uh, Happiness in Your Skin. Yeah. And you also mentioned about that you've been doing all of this just to make people happy and that makes you feel more yes. happy. Yes. Uh, tell me uh, something that when did you really start writing this book and how much time did it take you to complete the book really and the struggle that you must have gone through uh, giving it to various publishers? Yeah, yeah. So, Aman, uh, so writing the book, uh, it's not a very... Uh, it's not an answer I'm very convinced about <laughs> because uh, it takes a you decide to write a book and once once at least I every writer I'm sure has a process of writing the book everybody approaches writing in a different way uh, so I'd written part of the book in 2017 uh, which is about 3,000 4,000 words but then I hadn't finished it it was just lying just like that and 2018 I told myself I'll finish it so then I dedicated a month or month and a half uh, to tell myself I've finished it. So within a month I finished after that. So the overall book is about 30, 31,000 words. And uh, so this is how I write. I, if I need to finish a book or a piece of writing, I will give myself a deadline and, and number of words per day. So if I'm writing an article, for, ex for example, I'll tell myself this is going to be approximately 1,000, 1,500 word article. I'll finish it in two, three hours. Um, so it's a book, I give myself a deadline that it's going to be a certain number of words and uh, it's, it's some structures in my mind. So I finished in a month after I started, so after 3000 words, the rest of the 28000 words are finished in a month. So how many chapters are so? So it's 18 chapters, 18 chapters. And what all do you cover in So it's, a, it's largely uh, a set of attitudes. So as I said, the book is about finding happiness in your routine life routine life. Now how does some how does one become happy in their routine life? By fixing your routine life, right? Like most people uh, are not living life for every day. They dread Mondays, they love Fridays. So five days. I'm one of them. Yeah, so five days is crazy, right? So like Gary Vee is I'm a fan of Gary Vee and he, he does this rant on Mondays and Fridays. And the whole point is this is like five days which is like majority of your life, right? If you just live your life on your weekends, most of your life is just gone. So what I'm trying to do is say, in these five days, what do you do? You find work, you make time, even if you're in a job that you don't like, maybe on an everyday basis, find time for work that you enjoy. Okay, make time for it. Make time for, make, make fucking time for it. Because we make, we, we need to, so my whole idea about this whole happiness thing is that we need to work hard to be happy. We need to really work hard to be happy. People say all sort of shit about, that happiness is not the goal of life, useful utility is the goal of life. It's all bullshit. Just because happiness is difficult to attain doesn't mean we must not go after it. It's difficult to attain, but we need to work hard on it every day. So what do you do? You, you make time for things uh, that you enjoy doing. You make time for things you love. You make time for people you love, right? You make time to spend time with them. You make time for yourself. You don't compare your life other people with other people. So one of the chapters is called the comparison is a joy stealer, right? Because that's how most people feel sad inside every day. Because they're comparing their life with somebody or the other every day. And if you compare your life with somebody, you will always feel bad about yourself. Because that's bullshit, right? If nature intended our lives to be linear, it would have created lives that way, right? It's stupid. 
to compare my, I'm, a, I'm a different guy my batchmates and mb are different people they 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 are living different lives there's no reason i should be comparing my life with them they should be comparing their lives with me right then i have a chapter on success versus happiness where i'm saying that success is debatable happiness is not because anybody can judge your success people can tell you if you're successful or not but happiness is what you feel inside nobody can tell you if you're not if you're happy or not so every chapter in the book is a set of attitudes everything that you can apply in your it's 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 a set of attitudes that you can apply in your everyday life and you, if you apply all those things you will feel happier on a daily basis okay that's what those 18 chapters are all about uh i want to know from you how do you write your comedy sets because that's a lot of observation that you've picked up from here and there mm. see comedy so every so every writing has an objective every whatever you write every piece of writing has an objective we need to know what the objective is to start with so if you're writing an article you have an objective if you're writing a play you have an objective to it if you're writing comedy you have an objective to it now comedy the key the key thing with comedy is that you 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 have to write less i mean you have to write less and you have to make it punchy right so uh, a joke although i'm 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 still new in the field of uh, i mean i i still need to work really hard on on writing jokes but the thing is a joke is something which you pick up pick an observation from the world all right and you then you extrapolate or, or you exaggerate it, right like i was like i have this is a joke i haven't still built but just i was having chai the other day uh, so main chai wale ke paas tha aur wahan pe maine usse bola ek chai theek hai and uh, so i was the only guy there there was nobody else with me and i'm just explaining the joke right now to you so and i had one chai usko maine usko maine pucha chai peene ke baad maine kaha kitna hua bola ek chai i'm like dude i had one chai i as stood in front of you and i had it i'm like how lost are you in life right so so now if you were to give an umbrella to this thought which if i were to create this entire joke uh, I'll put a bunch of stories inside it, and I'll call it absent-mindedness. Right? How absent-minded people are. Like, dude, I'm standing in front of you. Man, you say one chair, man. You say five hundred, so you get one chair. Like, how lost are you? <laughs> right? So you pick up on and and a parking guy is the joke that I do. And parking guy is that one. If you park your car somewhere in Delhi, after you park it, some guy will appear from two to Delhi, throws it in the back of the car. Happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like, I would park the car, and somebody would come and say, "Throw it behind you, throw it forward." Like what the hell? <laughs> and he's not even the parking guy. He's not. Yeah, yeah. The, so that's there. So that's an exaggeration. It could be or could not be the parking. I don't care. So the thing is, the point is that that you pick up that reality, and you blow it up. So creating humor is like that. You pick up a reality and you blow it up. Pick a up. lot of comics are, you know, these days writing a hell lot of stuff. Yeah. And when you write comedy, you also have to be very careful because in India, you never know you offend who and when and how. Mm. And this is not only with politicians; this is generally also because it's very live. You know, if you pick up on a general, somebody pick, uh, you know, is there, and you just pick up on that person, he or she may feel offended. How do you handle such situations? I mean, you can't do much about it, frankly. I mean, frankly, I, I, I do. I think comedy is the greatest expression of freedom in this world. Okay, is the greatest expression of freedom. I mean, the one of the chapters in my book right now is called "You." I forget the title of the chapter, but the whole uh, idea behind this chapter is that 
if you want to be happy, you have to be exactly yourself. Right? Now, we live, we live in a very pretentious and sophisticated society where people are afraid of being themselves in their offices, in their homes, with their partners, you know, just to conform and keep those relationships and those jobs. Stand-up comedy is the biggest form of self-expression, the biggest form of freedom there is. I don't want to restrain myself. I, I, I want to make jokes in my life, I want to make jokes on Shashi Tharoor, Modi, Rahul Gandhi, whatever comes to my mind. So I don't, although I try that I don't get into jail because of comedy, <laughs> because because I, I, I love my life and I want to live and I don't want somebody to pick me up and put me in the jail. But uh, as far as I, I, st I stop myself from getting inside the jail, I, I, I don't want to stop myself from creating jokes on any subject. Okay. So what is more difficult? Is it to write or it to impress audience? Say you have written a great story mm. or great content. Mm. For you it's great, mm. but when you take it out, what mm. is more difficult? To write it, write great content or to actually make people understand that mm. by putting in a lot of modulations and stuff? Mm. Mm. So it's largely maybe it's, uh, it's, it's between writing and delivery, right? That's the question. So uh, see, I mean, so uh, in terms of uh, what I figured is when I started doing comedy, uh, I was not a comedian. I'm not a natural comedian. Uh, because uh, there are so there are natural comedians and they are not natural comedians. So I had to learn comedy. I mean, uh, most people felt I'll never be able to make get any laughs on stage, and now I have an hour of laughs. Uh, so delivery, I've had to learn. Delivery is very difficult. Delivery is how you say one line in a joke, how you say a word in a joke, how you express the punch. Everything matters. I've seen great jokes bomb because I fucked up the punch. Sometimes I, I didn't say the punch in, in the tonality in in the in in the tonality should be said with with the emphasis it needs. And I've seen seen great jo jokes bomb. So delivery is extremely important. The joke has to be really good to work. But in case it's not delivered properly, it'll bomb. So both the things are equally important. So but how do you practice the delivery? You, if you open mics. Open mics. So I mean, there's no other way to. I mean, I mean, there's no other way to get better at comedy or or get better at your jokes uh, or perfect them besides open mics. I mean, open mics are the perfect platform where you have an audience which is open to your experimentation and you try stuff, you try stuff, you try stuff till it becomes perfect for the show. I mean, open mics. Okay. Yeah. Um, the comedy scene is very very popular these days and even more demanding, I would say. Mm. So like you mentioned that uh, you are a freelancer, mm. I'm doing that now, mm. after 8-10 years. And so technically it requires, I believe, it requires more than just freelancing. I mean, when we say that we guys are freelancers, mm. it's not that we are out of job. It's mm. more like when I was in my job or say when you were in your job, you had set number of hours and work that you would do there and come back and that much is your life, say half a day or whatever. But when you're a freelancer, you're giving your, a part of yourself to your craft, isn't it? Mm. So what is more difficult, becoming a freelancer and managing more of that? Or do you believe that people who are coming to comedy circuit, they can still work and manage both? Okay, it's no, there's, no, there's no one clear answer to this question, okay? Uh, like I said, there are natural comedians and there are, no, no, they're, they're, they're comedians who are to work on it. Now, so it depends, it also means that there's different level, levels of talent, right? So somebody is more talented, somebody is less talented. Somebody, uh, so somebody who's more talented, like somebody, for example, who's been doing stage all their life, 
right? Uh, they could stay in the job and they could get better at comedy with the job. I mean, there are people who still, I mean, there's people I still know who are in the comedy scene uh, who have jobs and uh, they're doing well. And they've been doing comedy with the job all these years. And so it depends on your perception of what you can do. I've seen some people, I don't want to name anyone right now, but, but there, are, there are people who've done comedy with the job and once they, when their comedy reached a point where uh, they, they were making a lot of money, they quit their jobs. Right? So it depends on what your perception of your talent in comedy is, how much effort you think you need. I needed a lot of effort. Like I was bombing all through. Mm-hmm. I was bombing in my job. After I quit my job in 2015, I bombed through the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, so I needed a lot of effort to get better on stage. So I had to quit. So at that point, if I didn't quit, I would never be a comedian. Now I'm 38 and I'll be a comedian for the rest of my life because I put in the, these four or five years of effort in becoming a better comedian although it's gonna, it's gonna go on but now I've got an hour of joke, jokes so there's confidence that I can do it but at that point I had no confidence so it depends on what your perception is uh, so in case you are in a job and you think you have the talent and you are already getting some laughs you've done four or five open mics and you built like four or five minutes which is working everywhere then you have some talent and maybe you can just do it with the job to, to minimize the risk okay um, what else do you do you know keep yourself focused because I have met a number of people who are aspiring comics mm. and they will constantly tell you that my five minutes is not ready or my 30 minutes is I'm still working mm. and it will take them years like two years three years they keep on doing open mic because they're not confident that they have got that five minutes or half an hour ready mm. and which is fair that if you don't have great content there's no point but ultimately some of them you know, lose uh, hope in that entire drill of going to open mics and performing there and still the content is not working. Um, I have also met people who can write great content but they don't want to try that. They They don't want to try. They don't want to try. They feel that I have written five minutes. Mm. I think it's great content. Mm. I will work it in this audience. If this doesn't like it, I'll work it in another one and another one. And it keeps bombing. So, there is no clear ingredient, I would say, but then still I would want to ask you this question. Yeah. That when people look up to you and say that, oh, you have been there and you know, you've know got great views on YouTube and you become a big comic and everything, yeah. what can I do as an aspiring comic to be someday like you? Mm. So first of all, I'm not a big comedian right now. <laughs> so uh, I disagree there, but but cool. So but I've been in comedy for a while to, to be able to answer that question. Uh, see, uh, comedy is about failure. Comedy is about failure. Now, people in society uh, cannot take failure. I mean, most people don't pursue their dreams because they cannot take failure. Now, comedy is about accepting and absorbing failure every day. If you can't absorb failure, if you don't have the capacity to absorb failure, you can't become a comedian. Simple as that. If you don't have the capacity to absorb failure, if you don't have the capacity to go to an open mic, and accept that your joke bombed, you will never become a comedian. Like, I mean, every, even, even, even people who are great comedians who've been doing comedy for like 10 years, although nobody's doing comedy for 10 years in India so far, because comedy started in India 2010, and, uh, and it's not, it's about eight, eight, eight nine years. Uh, so even if you're doing comedy for a decade, if you write a new joke, you can never be sure that the joke will work. 100% will not work. Like, definitely will not work. If you write five minutes of content, 
I mean, maybe one minute will work the first time you try it. Okay, and then you try it over and over and over again to make those five minutes work. So it's about failure. And 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 the point you mentioned about that they, they, you try this uh, uh, content in this audience. If it doesn't work, you try this content is with another audience. Doesn't make sense because because in case you those five minutes are not working everywhere, they are not ready yet. They are not ready yet. So I mean, if you have to say you have five minutes, that means they work in ten different places. Simple as that. They have they work in ten different in 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 front of ten different sets of audience. So the, the jokes that I have, if I say I have forty-five minutes of jokes, that means I've tried them over and over in different audiences, and they work all the time. So that's how it is. So comedy is about failure. I mean, if you if you if you can't digest failure, if you can't absorb failure, if you don't have the character, if you don't have the character to absorb failure, you can't do comedy. I mean, you have to be able to say, "If fine, I'm trying, I'm failing." That's why comedy is really time-consuming, right? Because because it first of all, if you bomb, you feel like committing suicide that night. Okay, and and but you have to tell yourself, "Dude, it's okay." You have to tell yourself in your mirror, whatever you talk to, you do your pep talk. And tell yourself, dude, it happens. Talk to somebody who's been around. Tell them you're feeling like shit, and they'll tell you, fine, it's okay, because we feel like shit also. Because when we bomb, it feels like shit, right? But we have to accept that and move on. If you can't take failure, you can't do comedy. Simple as that. I think it works with all the art forms, not only just comedy. If you're a painter, also your painting might not work with everyone. Somebody will buy it. Somebody will say, I don't even understand what you've made. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but again, you see. Uh, if you're delivering a public talk, I I I do talks in colleges where sometimes they invite me to talk about to inspire them to help them find their right career, whatever. But the thing is, or poetry for that matter. See, whatever you're doing, on stage, theatre, right? The the response that you expect from the audience is not laughter. People, if 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 you if you're doing theatre and people are listening, quietly listening. If you're uh, if you are doing poetry and people are quietly listening or nodding their heads, it's is there. That's all that you're expecting from them to listen and absorb. But laughter is laughter is a huge emotional response that you expect. I mean that response. Like I before I started doing comedy, I had done fair bit of stage in my life. It's not that I was new to stage when I started doing comedy. But then like I was okay with people looking and listening to me. But then when they did laugh. You know the first time I remember I did an open mic. I always remember that Ranish Kapoor. Uh, he was hosting an open mic in in Gurgaon. Uh, I went on stage and I said whatever jokes I had written. Uh, I shivered within three minutes. There were about sixty, seventy people in the room, and nobody was laughing. They were just looking at me miserably, and I shivered like hell. And I left the stage within two, three minutes. I shivered. So comedy is 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 difficult because because although it is difficult. Is is parallel to different art forms, but again, laughter is the biggest emotional response you can get out of people. Easy to make people cry. Yeah, to make them. Yes. How did your family and friends react to your comedy and your new choice coming from a corporate world? Yeah. So it's not easy for fam my family because uh, I mean, I mean, when I started doing all this, uh, so I quit my job in two thousand. Uh, 15 Jan, I was 33, and in three months I was 34. So I was 34 when I quit my job. Um, at that point, uh, I shouldn't have been quitting my job. At that point, I should have been getting married, I'm making kids. Uh, so I'm not leading a normal life. I'm not leading a socially acceptable life. Um, 
which means I'm not li I'm not living my life according to society's pace. So obviously there are problems, and uh, they they don't they don't like it that I am not leading life according to society's pace because everybody wants people. I mean people who go against society's pace, society doesn't like them. <laughs> Which, which which makes them which makes sense because if society is a person and if you're not listening to the society including your parents then they're not really happy about it but uh, I mean as long as it depends my it depends on dif uh, differing levels of uh, not acceptance my mom is okay as long as I'm surviving and I'm, I'm existing <laughs> my father doesn't uh, hasn't still accepted the idea of what I'm doing uh, so I think uh, I, I hope he does but uh, yeah it's tough it is tough but those decisions you take, I mean, I mean, if I tell everybody who wants to follow their dreams because in this world, maybe they're not even 2% people who have the guts to follow their dreams. I mean, people leave it on their kids, on their next generation, on their next generation uh, to be able to follow their dreams. I didn't want to be one of them. I want to live a life where I create a life on my own terms. So yeah, it's, it's difficult. How does the future look like? I mean the future, uh, so I'm, I'm still trying to make my book work, so everybody read my book. <laughs> it's called Happiness in Your Skin and everybody who's read it so far has loved it, which is great. Although I there's a lot of audience I'm, I'm yet to reach out to. Uh, so I think eventually this book will work and, and uh, a, a traditional publisher will get interested and I'll have a writing career because I have four other books written and I can write more books. Um, so that's there. I want to inspire people with my books. I want to do more comedy because because all of this see all of this needs money. All of this to to pursue your dreams you need money. Money is fuel for life. Money is uh, fuel. In case you don't have fuel, you run out of fuel and you stop. So uh, so I'm 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 persisting with my dreams. If 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 it means at some point I may need to get in a job and work with a company again to keep to keep ensuring that I keep going with it. And in the in on and also help the company whatever so so that's that's how it is so but I I'm whatever it is I'm going to be a writer and comedian for the rest of my life I mean that's who I am that's who Amar is I mean a writer and a comedian and that's how you know him also you call him comedy wala Amar comedy wala Amar yeah yeah okay so I'll have a quick set of rapid fire yeah. sort of questions yeah. and you will answer hopefully truthfully yeah uh, you won't be diplomatic promise yeah yeah. <laughs> Okay, so tell me three, mm. three best um, qualities about yourself mm. which are most underrated by other people. Oh, I mean that's a tough question for a rapid fire. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm quite resilient. I, uh, I can fight anything. I can fight anything. So that's there. I mean I have. I have indefinite amount of patience for something I believe in. If I believe, but I'm, I always say I'm not patient, but I have indefinite amount of patience. So if I believe in something, I, I, my patience will not run out. Okay. Second. Uh, uh, so there's patience, uh, resilience. I don't know. That's the same thing. Uh, then I, uh, I'm a runner. My, uh, so that's underrated. I'm a runner and I'm passionate about uh, running and being physically active. And that's highly underrated because I think uh, it, it, because of my running and because of uh, my workout regime, I've been able to stay healthy and do whatever I want to do. And that's really important. When you're not doing comedy, what are you generally interested in? I'm reading, I'm working out. I read, I read books. What sort of music do you listen? 
I I I listen to uh, so mostly uh, I was dancing last night. <laughs> I was in a club and uh, I I love to dance. I mean that's just I although I'm not a great dancer, but I love to dance. So it's just fun. So I do that. So I I hang out with people sometimes. I read a lot. So when I'm when I'm alone, I've traveled solo half of the country. Uh, so my capacity to be alone is massive. I mean my wife knows and she grudges it that uh, I can live my life alone. Okay. <laughs> so 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 she grudges the fact that yesterday I was dancing and I was dancing alone. I mean, she doesn't. She's not. She doesn't dance much until I push her, which I pushed her, pushed again yesterday. But I have a huge capacity to, to capacity to be alone, and I would say everybody needs that because relationships are about interdependence. They're not about dependence. When relationships become about dependence, they suck. Okay. Yeah. Who's your favorite comic? So Indian or what? Indian. Give me three, two Indian and two West. So Western is George Carlin. I mean, I don't think anybody has has uh, has reached the intensity of George Carlin. I I whatever. I mean, like I, I love Bill Burr also. So Bill Burr and George Carlin. Bill Burr is alive. George Carlin is dead. Uh, and I think Bill Burr is just right in your face. He's outstanding to listen to. And George Carlin, his intensity till he was old, he was amazing to watch. I don't think anybody has reached his levels in the world so far. So Bill Burr and George Carlin. An Indian. Indian. So uh, I mean that generally, uh, you know, I uh, I've always been a just so two names. Okay. So I like Ranish Kapoor, V Das. And yeah, yeah, two two names. And one comic who you feel needs to work really hard. No, no, I can't. Can be yourself. Huh? No, uh, uh, needs to work really hard. Of course, it can be myself. And. Uh, who can I say has a lot of potential? Hmm. Maybe I should say. Maybe I should say. So in in Delhi, there's a guy called uh, Ashish Solanki. I love him. Uh, Ashish is insanely hilarious, and I love him as a person also. You see, I love people. The thing about Ashish is that he's very his uh, his comedy is so relatable. Yeah. And he feels like you know. I, I personally feel that about him because I've been at a number of mics myself right, right. where he was hosting. Right. He makes you feel very at home. Yeah. Like it's it's just very. Uh, He's know, just a warm guy. Warm you guy. know, I don't give a fuck about people if I don't like them, and that's true for everyone. If you don't like someone, you won't like their art. Okay. Um, something about yourself. Mm. Which you would want to reveal on the show, which is not very known about. I'm a really, uh, I have a really bad temper. That's what you want to reveal about yourself on the that, show. That, that's horrible because you know I am, I'm, I'm not a. I wish I, I didn't have that bad a temper uh, because I get angry a lot, which people don't know about me. And uh, that that because of which I get into fights with people, and uh, a lot of people don't like. So so Jiveshu told me once, okay, okay Jiveshu, listen to this, okay, you told me once. This is different, but and I'm also aloof that way because I spend so much of my time life alone, and the entire a lot of people in the circuit believe that Amar is like he may tohku me logo ke saath comedy karo, baat nahi karo unke saath. So he's like Jiveshu told me once that you understand that you मतलब अपने सिर्फ comedy करेगा उसके बाद निकल जाएगा. You hang out ही करेगा इसे. मतलब you think you are tohku or something, which is not true. You know, I'm I'm I don't. It's just that I'm an aloof guy. I somehow most of the time I'm so lost within myself that. 
I would rather just do their gig and not just like sit for small talk, which which a lot of my friends, Gurinder was telling me yesterday, we were there for the show at Garage Society. He's like, you, for the past four years, four times I hang out. <laughs> so basically, I don't hang out with people, and uh, that's that's Shivam also says. So people say that that I don't hang out, which is which is something I should do more. But I'm an aloof guy, you know, because I'm just aloof. I'll leave you on a um, different note. Yeah. Since we have spoken so much about comedy and so much about your life, uh, the side of the poetic side of you, mm. you said that you can write and you have written mm. anything that you've written that you would want to say here. And yeah, yeah, of course, like of course. So, uh, so, so I'll do a couple of them. Okay, so uh, so one of the chapters, as I said in my book, is about comparison, right? Um, कि अपनी जिंदगी को दूसरों की जिंदगी से जब तक आप कंपेयर करते रहोगे तो आप खुश नहीं रह पाओगे तो ये मैंने पोएम काफी टाइम पहले लिखी थी जब मैं हर जगह सुनाता हूँ जब भी मुझसे कोई कहता है कि अपना अपना हिस्सा है अपने हिस्से की जिंदगी अपना अपना हिस्सा है अपने हिस्से की जिंदगी ना ढूंढ औरों के हिस्से में अपने हिस्से की जिंदगी दर्द का अपना हिस्सा है खुशियों का अपना हिस्सा है दर्द का अपना हिस्सा है खुशियों का अपना हिस्सा है अपना अपना किस्सा है अपने हिस्से की जिंदगी ना ढूंढ औरों के हिस्से में अपने हिस्से की ब्यूटिफुलिसमेंटिंग so this is largely about freedom to be who you are right so pinjra tod ke ud gayi chidiya pinjra tod ke ud gayi chidiya dekho bhaiya ud gayi chidiya pinjra tod ke ud gayi wo hai mere man ki chidiya pinjra tod ke ud gayi chidiya pinjra bada ho ya chhota ho sundar ho ya phir khota ho pinjra to pinjra hota hai ye samjhati ud gayi chidiya pinjra tod ke ud gayi chidiya pinjra tod ke ud gayi chidiya lut jaungi mar jaungi pinjre mein na phir aaungi ये चिल्लाती उड़ गई चिड़िया पिंजरा तोड़ के उड़ गई चिड़िया वो है मेरे मन की चिड़िया पिंजरा तोड़ के हाउ ब्यूटीफुल दैट इज जस्ट द लेटिंग योरसेल्फ फ्री एंड ऑन दैट नोट अमर इट वाज अ प्लेजर हैविंग यू थैंक यू थैंक यू सो मच फॉर कमिंग थैंक यू सो मच फॉर हैविंग थैंक यू